0: This episode was brought to us by William Mitchell Audio William Mitchell Audio brings professionalism and excellence to every audio engineering project Yes, I was just reading All Quiet on the Western Front Yeah, it's considered like the greatest war novel of all time written by Eric Maria Yeah, I read it before but I'm reading it again Go where? Go to WilliamMitchellAudio.com. Okay.
1: I'm just gonna none of this. None of the, none of the visuals actually uh, end up anyway, right? So no, just, no, one can,
0: no one can see. Okay. Because
1: <laughs> I'm just, I was like, you know, gonna get all dressed and maybe like put on some nice clothes and sit at a desk. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it's a podcast. I can just sit in my robe. Fuck this. Yeah, no,
0: yeah. I, I prefer you in a robe anyway, man. Let me me do my vocal warm-up, then I'm going to do your uh, your bio. I'm not the pheasant plucker, I'm the pheasant plucker's wife. I've been plucking pheasants my whole pheasant plucking life. Ah, I fucked it up. All right. My guest today is David Knoll. David Knoll is a freelance visual artist specializing in figurative-driven dark surrealism. He is currently a Nashville-based artist who... While in between commissioned projects, spends his time building his own universe of characters in a rich tapestry of weirdness. What's up, David?
1: <laughs> hey, hey, how are you doing? Uh, splendid. Splendid. That's good. That's a good
0: word. Thank you very much, man. Uh, you know, I want to let you know something right off the bat here, dude, is that I did things... A little bit differently uh this morning in preparation for this episode traditionally i have written my podcast interviews while listening to drum and bass because i feel like it helps me write fast however this is a, this <laughs> okay. is a fine art episode <clears throat> and so in order to bring out my intellectual side i wrote this interview listening to Johann sebastian bach the unaccompanied cello suites performed by yo-yo ma so are you ready to get totally intellectual
1: uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of intimidating, yo yo Ma. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm down. Let's do it. Right, I'm gonna hit you
0: with my first question, man, which is, <laughs>
1: hey, why are all the pictures you draw so scary looking, David? You know, that's I get that a lot, actually. People, <laughs> you know, um, it, my not, my art is definitely not for everyone. I mean, I I do make. Uh, I was actually the last girl I dated said uh, when I was first hanging out with her. She was like, "All your shit's creepy." Uh-huh. I was like, "No, it's not." And I literally went through and and found about five or six just in my my Instagram and sent them to her I don't know I like to ride this line between what's creepy and what's cute you know what's scary and what's sexual you know I like to uh kind of play with that line and, and and mix those things up and and not everything I do is creepy but it's definitely my preferred slant you know um if it's just work that I'm doing for me that 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 I enjoy it's It's definitely going to be slanted that way, but there's, you know, like I've I've painted people's kids and a lot of pets, and uh, you painted me. And I painted well. Actually, I haven't ever finished that. That's that's part of a project that's about I don't know, almost ten years old now. I only made ten of them.
0: I was I was going to bring it up is that uh, because you were asking me earlier about the dildo panda painting, which hangs behind (laughs) me for all my podcast guests to see. But there's also another painting that you can't see. It's off to the side. And it's one of uh, the few other paintings that I've had a friend has done and given to me and you did, it's a spray paint painting you did of me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry. I forgot about that. That's a, yeah, that's a piece that I did um, kind of leading up to the portrait I was supposed to have done a long time ago for you about your, of you, sorry. Um, Yeah. I started this series of, uh, kind of um kind of hyper realistic portraits uh i call the nashville portraits um and i'm
0: I'm honored to be in the the Nashville portraits dude
1: (laughs) yeah well you're you're definitely part of that that whole thing because it's you know it's all about my experience in nashville and who i found important and you know the kind of people i'd like to uh keep for posterity and sake and all that and um a lot of people have died over the last few years that i know so there's gonna be a lot of dead people in these portraits because that's actually uh it's a series i think i'm going to get back to now after nearly a decade um i think i just wanted to do some portraiture
0: well you were gone for like weren't you did you move to colorado i kind of we lost yeah hopefully. i was
1: i was in colorado most of 2020 uh kind of back and forth it was a. Uh, kind of a touch and go situation um but yeah i i tend to leave nashville every few years you know it's i grew up here i'm not technically from here but you know i've been here most of my life so yeah i'm gonna in, in same boat. boat. like i'm not tech, i wasn't born here but
0: I right would, I, can't, I can't think of a place i would i would otherwise say that i'm from
1: right well that's you know usually when people ask i'm like well i wasn't born here but you know i moved here when i was like six so I, I went to high school here, so, you know, most people consider me a Nashvillean when you talk to them. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I, I go back and forth. Uh, and I, I like to move around, check different places out. I just feel uh, a little suffocated in Nashville. And, and the Nashville I know is not really there anymore. So much of it disappears every day that it's just, yeah. I don't recognize the city anymore. I really
0: yeah. don't. It's like, what's, what's that old saying? Like, uh, if you take a uh, a ship it's and you replace like a piece of it every so often until eventually you've replaced every single piece of that ship is it still the same ship you know that
1: it's right it's it's almost yeah i mean that's (laughs) nashville is close uh, to
0: that point where it's like every piece has been replaced to where it's like whatever it was 20 years ago it's no longer that same city
1: yeah nashville um has a, a real identity crisis and has for a long time it's It had it had a real rich uh, identity and and history, I I guess it still technically does, but it it seems like about about a decade ago, maybe a little more Nashville just decided it really wanted to be like a couple of other cities and uh, as hard as it tries, it's never really gonna be like LA. It's just not, yeah. it's not there. Uh, I hear people say that shit all the time and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Also, there's, I want to say-
0: uh, Weird influx of like all the worst people from Los Angeles coming here. They're like yeah, like uh, yeah. Ben, ben Shapiro and all these fucking uh, <laughs> Fox News right-wing uh, people well, that like, get they don't, they don't a piece of shit here. It's like, yeah, the thing is that like, they can come here and it's close enough to the rest of like the South. Like Nashville's a regular city, but it's absolutely surrounded by nothing but racism and, you know, Klu Klux Klan (laughs) motherfuckers. So it's like Ben Shapiro can come here and he can eat at nice restaurants and be a rich boy, but he can also, you know, but he can also be awful,
1: (laughs) be racist and just be a, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's the same thing with, with COVID you go to any, and even in Nashville, but if you go to any, you know, surrounding area outside of Nashville. Uh, like, I'm staying in Dixon currently, and I go into, you know, just a gas station or whatever. And I would say roughly 60 to 70% of people I see in public don't give a fuck. Like, COVID doesn't exist for them. They just don't care. They think it's, you know, some sort of uh, liberal conspiracy or some bullshit. And it's it's scary, man. Because, you know, I listened to uh, what was our governor, uh, his speech last night. I hate that fucking guy. Yeah, and he. I've talked so much really just- shit about <laughs> Bill
0: Lee on this podcast. It's 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 astounding. I'm just like, because I've had people on here that have never heard of him and not from Nashville, and I was right. just making a point to bring up. I just like, you think your governor's bad?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, and- it's it's true. No, it's. I mean, I listened to. Well, I didn't listen to this entire speech because I just got so angry. I was like, I gotta turn this shit off. But he basically just like tooted his horn about how great Nashville is and how great they've been dealing with COVID yet we're, we're number one in the nation. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, I just, I don't know. I used to be super political. Uh, I feel like I knew more and cared more when I was 15 than I do now. I, I feel like the, the political system and the, the just circus it has been my whole life. Um, has broken me down to the point that I just, I don't even give a fuck. I don't watch the news. I just, I'm like, I hear shit and I'm like, oh, that's, that sounds like, because half the time when I do pay attention, I, I especially last year when Trump was president, um, it, it doesn't seem real to me. It seems like I'm watching some Terry Gilliam film. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? You People know what's so really,
0: so funny, man. Cause we had, we had uh, kind of like emailed back and forth briefly before we uh, got together here. And you had kind of mentioned like, you weren't like, really going to be like super up on politics, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Hey man, we're here to talk about art. Dude, it took me, what did it take me like less than five minutes to drag you into a political conversation?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard. That's the thing. It's hard not to be political in these times. And unfortunately, so many bands and, and artists are just shying away from it completely. And you know, me included, to be quite honest. Um, I think that's something I'm going to have to correct in 2021 is is I need to start focusing a little bit more and, and saying things. I mean, I, I feel like I do say things in my my art um, that are of a, a political nature and, and definitely address this dystopian nightmare we're living in. But it's, it's very nuanced. So if you're not familiar with my art or the kind of um, influences I'm drawing from, then you might not get that. And I think I need to make that more more obvious going forward I think um, uh,
0: one way you could look at it uh just for people that like like you're saying like you know because a lot of people listen to this are not going to be familiar with your art uh but also everyone do go check out David's art so you like you get an idea of what we're talking about for the rest of this you know time but uh one thing you could look at is like uh HR Geiger and uh, people if people don't know he's the artist that the movie Alien and all that was uh based on his creation but he actually there was a political message behind that art, even though it looks like just oh, it's scary horror art that's mm, yeah neat looking. But what he was, his he had a whole philosophy that humanity was becoming mechanized, and so that's why there's that organic <laughs> me, uh, mechanized thing and all this shit. And I didn't, you know, that guy I was a big fan of his art before I even realized he had a political message.
1: So yeah, I mean, he's uh he's he's one of those guys. There's not a lot of those guys. I, I feel like. But there are artists that come along every so often that have such an original um, aesthetic that really hasn't been mined before, that it changes the entire face of art. And, and then you have a bunch of people that um, are copying off of that artist for you know generations to come. And Giger is one of those guys, and so is uh, Alex Gray and uh, Beksinski there's a there's a lot of, of artists that, that I pay attention to because those are those Mavericks those guys that really kind of build their own universe and change the face of of art overall I I, I you know maybe even to a, a lesser degree guys like Alex Pardee um you know I love that guy he does a lot of uh, pop culture mashups and things like that but
0: you know what's funny when you say uh, Alex Gray uh so i I remember like when he was when he was new to me you know many 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 years ago and what's interesting is then you know tool came out with an album yeah and they hired alex gray and alex gray did their album art and that was at at tools peak when they had reached the absolute highest they would ever be as far as fame and then so then yeah alex gray's art became like it's almost passe now and or it's like the kind of thing you would see like if you're on instagram and you like come across some weird uh like anti vaccination shit, but like the person will put like some <laughs> Alex Gray looking art there and be like, This is why you shouldn't get vaccinated, man. Your fucking chakras, right. vaccines will fuck your chakras <laughs> up. <laughs> All you got to do right. is eat right and exercise and
1: <laughs> meditate, man. Just meditate those, those diseases away.
0: Just meditate the diseases away, you fucking, you fucking yeah. sheeple.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know, man. That's, that's the thing too. I, I love Tool. Um, I don't care as much as I did when I was a teenager for, for Maynard and his kind of pissy attitude. But um, they're, they're, at that exact time that you're talking about, when the, the Letter Alice album came out, that's when the the shift happened. Well, I guess it kind of happened with the album right before that, with Anima, <clears throat> but it was really solidified then when Tool fans became a much larger pool. It was almost like all these dead fans that weren't, you know, because they just stopped caring about that or something. There was this crossover where there was a lot of... Uh, i don't know neo hippies as i like to call them that really embraced tool for whatever fucking reason and uh it kind of like made they the went fan from, base like, awful
0: they went from uh like <clears throat> being like like metal fans you know early on like with undertow that's what, like you would right. have like, a lot of metal fans liked them and then when they had uh anima like that was like when they you know, became very like mainstream more and then by the time lateralis came out like that's when like the health food community joined the metal fans <laughs> together <And> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> like all those those people who really really love bonru and just any festival in general they're like oh there's some place where i can go and sit in a tent and do drugs for a few days yeah like <laughs> yeah the, that whole crowd latched on tool and really honestly gave tool a bad name in my opinion and you know i see funny videos now and then about people just uh talking out their ass and being really really condescending about tool and it's true you know when you meet a lot of tool fans that are those types of people they want to you know if you say like ah oh, man I, i'm not into tool it's not my thing they try to explain to you why you should be into it they're like oh dude you understand the math in this and you're yeah. like i don't care man <laughs> like yeah no i i mean i am a huge tool fan but uh, um you know i was i was uh, a kid i was like i don't 12 when i first you know when they when they first came out i was you know first getting into different types of music because when i was a little kid up until i was about i guess eight or nine um i wasn't allowed to well I, I still wasn't allowed to but i didn't hear any music that wasn't christian music or like top 40 radio so the first um like set of of musicians and, and outside music i heard was from like an upstairs neighbor kid let my brother borrow some some tapes back in the day when tapes were the, i guess they're kind of re-emerging but i listened <laughs> to like guns and roses appetite for destruction uh blood sugar sex magic red hot chili peppers uh metallica the black album or no i guess that was yeah the black album and then uh uh a gg allen compilation and um especially gg allen that that was my first time hearing music where you know people were cussing and talking about you know just fucked up you know subversive subjects and it blew my mind because i didn't i didn't know it existed you know it was like it was probably akin to when people first heard rock and roll and they were like oh what the fuck is that yeah. and, oh it changed my god their life. yeah ooh, ooh. <laughs> look at elvis shaking his hips um <laughs> but yeah it it really did it opened up a whole new world for me and then bands like 9 inch nails and tool when i was you know a little bit older like on into 11 12 stuff like that it really um you know it, it helped to inform and um kind of open up my mind to uh not only the hypocrisy within christianity but um just the the lifestyle that i don't agree with and that i was being um indoctrinated with you know
0: yeah you know i feel like i've recently i've had a it was it was kind of like something it's a little bit disturbing because technology like uh observes us and then there's certain things that people think are fun like the 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 spotify 2020 wrapped that everyone was like so stoked on like this is my this is my favorite five bands because of this shit but i like i realized like because you know i used to be so fucking punk rock and it was all i cared about i was like you know like i kind of go through phases and shit but like for a while they're like especially when I was like 13, like punk rock was all I fucking wanted to hear. And then, you know, I've grown, I've listened to more and more bands of all this shit. And then it came around and they did a 2020 rap and they sent it to me and they're like, hey, you're, you want to see what you like? And I was like, yeah. And it said that I was in the 0.01% top listeners of Screeching Weasel. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's where I'm at, man, is I'm back to liking bands that have three chords.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well i don't know man the content that's what i was just saying a a few minutes ago about artists in general especially bands they have nothing to say right now like we're we're living in you know uh, arguably some of the most political uh subversive times of my lifetime for sure and nobody's had shit to say about it i mean where where were the the albums in 2020 that were just scathing and hating on trump i didn't see many if any like I feel like one of the only things i've seen that was like that was you know uh bands like dead cross and stuff like that like you know once again to the punk rock and the metal community to actually embrace what's going on and say something about it
0: I would I would also give like a lot of the shout outs to for sure in, in hip-hop that's where that's where a lot of yeah. the good stuff I mean like you gotta say i mean run the jewels came
1: actually really, you know yeah, really, really hard. yeah. they have they run absolutely, the jewels, yeah they,
0: and all, during his his entire presidency, they were calling him a pedophile and all that yep. kind of shit. So, so no, you're you know, right shout out that. Run the Jewels for being the, the yeah. rage against the machine of of the new era, I guess. And,
1: Even though and, those guys and, are both incorporating, <laughs> well, there's yeah, yeah, they've both had you know a whole lifetime before Run the Jewels. Uh, you know, they both yeah, have they're, these... they're not
0: old men, but I mean they're veteran, you know.
1: Well, no, no, and they are old men actually. They're Getting onto that old man level yeah. and you know that's the thing it's like lp and killer mike both had a, a pretty you know illustrious career before run the jewels which actually made them a household name you know that was and i don't know if the either of them thought that was going to happen uh, on run the jewels one uh, when they got together because you know it's like it, it's an organic thing because uh, i didn't even know when i got hit with run the jewels it was close your eyes and count the video yeah. I had never heard around the jewels. I'd never seen them. I was just drunk in New Orleans, watching shit in my house on YouTube, you know, just kind of doing that thing. And uh, this video popped up and I was I was floored. I was like, holy shit. What is, is Zach De La Roca said? Like, what is this shit? Yeah, is that, and yeah, I immediately.
0: I, uh, I feel like <laughs> what, what happened with them, something that I noticed is so, like, I was like, oh, cool. LP and Killer Mike are getting together to do a project together. I'm going to really enjoy this. And then a year later, they're on. Uh, the Stephen Colbert show doing a song with him called like the Halloween Oogie Boogie, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Just, no, you're. I, that's the thing. Actually, it's that's that's a good point too. Is Run the Jewels has and Run the Jewels three. You know, uh, they put that out for free, and you know they those guys um their whole thing came about organically. It's like you know they worked together on their own individual projects, and then did that a, another time or two, and then they were like you know got together and did run the jewels and it, it like you're just said, yeah run the jewels has been a force of of political uh dissent you know since from from day one they they've come out hard and the more i i pay attention to killer mike the more i like that guy he's uh he's very outspoken and, and he's talking real shit he has a little bit of like a conservative slant on, on some things that i'm not exactly happy with but um yeah he's he's great man i wish uh there were more people in in music in general especially the hip-hop community that were still talking that kind of shit, you know because he's yeah
0: i really enjoyed know. the uh the role he played in bernie sanders campaign too i was like that's yeah. really fucking cool man to get out there and and do something that political even though it can hurt your career man has got it there and be like hey yeah i'm, I'm with bernie and because you got to Bunch of people like that are either apolitical or whatever fucking reason, and he's like, "Nah, this is you know." Also, like we said, you know, those guys have been around a long time, and like they can speak their mind; they don't have to worry about you know the opinions of a few assholes because they've you know they've made their indelible mark. Hold up, it's time for another "My Views Are My Own" astrological reading. This week's reading goes to Aries. Hello, Aries. Have you been feeling detached or distant recently? I assure you. It's nothing to worry about, especially if you're listening to the My Views Are My Own podcast, through which the distant song of the netherworld can often be heard. That's right, Ares. The Necronomicon has been calling upon all Ares to locate and read upon the sentient and ancient text. Time to brush up on your ancient Arabic, Ares, for how else will you be able to transcribe the words of Yog sothoth And here's a hint. Seek within the secret subterranean tunnels of Babylon, but be warned, the ancient god Ares cannot hear your cries for help within the tunnels. But you are called upon to fulfill the oath of your birth. Although the Ares are a warlike people, it's never too late to tell that special someone how you truly feel. Love will probably prevail. Unless you try to master the arcane knowledge of the Necronomicon. I hope this has been helpful, Ares. And now back to the interview. We we breezed right over it, and I want to bring it right uh, back just a little bit. Something okay. like we were talking about Because we were talking about... Um, obviously your art (laughs) and uh and then i uh you're talking about uh your your project is about a decade old these are uh portraits and like the the painting that i have that you created for me like uh gift giving and um i wanted to say like speaking of this is something that i know you've done but i don't know much about it and i was hoping you would uh on the podcast today explain it to me because i I was curious to begin with and i think it's uh really cool and i hope it's still a thing. But. you know, speaking of giving artists gifts, what was that thing that you were into? And maybe you still are where you would create a painting and then you would just leave it on the doorstep of a random business or a, a residence. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I've only seen yeah, art, art dropping.
1: Um, art dropping. it's a, it's a thing. I don't, I, I was actually thinking about this the other night cause I was trying to come up with ideas. I was going to send you some notes like, uh, and then I decided that, you know, after listening to a few of your podcasts, I was like, yeah, Doug's, Doug's kind of thing like we'll just let doug do what fuck doug wants um but yeah our, our dropping um i don't know to be completely honest i was i was going to research the other night and then i just said fuck it and didn't but uh i'm not sure where it originated uh but it's been going on for i don't know um at least at least a decade since since i've been aware of it um but yeah it's just it's just a i feel like it's it's a pro, it's a promotional tool it's a way to give back to your community. It's a way to get rid of uh, all the art that's stacking up in your bedroom that you just can't, you know, nobody seems to want to buy and you just don't want to fucking look at anymore, don't have room for it. Um, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of things. But essentially what it is, is you just um, you take any piece of art, really, and, um, you know, let people I always like write a little note, put a little piece of paper in there that says something like, oh, my God, this is free art or, you know, take me home uh, and just that's so cool. people know what it is because sometimes people see it and they just you know in our world you know see something say something oh somebody left a bag you know people get really paranoid (laughs) about shit and they see something on the ground and they're like i don't want to touch that i don't know what that is um, so I try to, you know, smooth it over by putting a little, uh, note in there that is, um, you know, not me, uh, man, if I see someone
0: on the ground in a bag, I'll look <laughs> in that bag dude.
1: Me too. I'm like drugs. What? Oh,
0: no, I'm a, I'm a curious dude. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. It sounds like, uh, it's almost like, uh, I know pranks, not the right word, but it's like, it's almost like a pleasant prank where like someone might open yeah. up the door to their, uh, restaurant or whatever and be like, Oh fuck free art.
1: It's, it's also kind of like a, mm-hmm. um, like scavenger hunt or something because you know basically artists you know and i'm not the only one to do this there's a lot of people who do this Uh, there's there's a community an online community of this in nashville that's i think it's called the free art movement nashville and uh, there's this guy i used to used to kick it with named jeff bertrand who does a lot of that stuff and i I don't i can't recall him to the the he's 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 been kicking it around nashville for a while i think he moved out of town not too long ago but he's he was a nashville staple for quite a while um shout out jeff bertrand love you um sorry that i don't remember you (laughs) yeah it's all right i'll show you some stuff but yeah it's you know because you you drop this thing somewhere so you have to take a picture of the the art that you dropped or a lot of people you know do videos of where it dropped and the idea is you kind of give them just enough uh hints or clues to go find it you don't want to just be like here it is in front of virago or whatever okay i don't know why that name popped up i hate this place uh but yeah in front of some business (laughs) and uh (laughs) uh, and you know it, it does it becomes this kind of hunt where people go oh shit where is that i think i recognize that that you know landscape and they go find it and Hopefully, in, in a perfect world, the people that go and find that art hit you back and go, "Hey, I found it." That they post it on their shit and people see it, and so it's it's a promotional tool in that sense. But you're also just you know giving people some art, you know, because you are someone like me that, um, although I haven't been super um, busy lately, uh, the the uh, COVID and personal life stuff has been getting me down, but you know, when I'm on, I'm usually making several pieces a week and that stuff piles up because, you know, you can't, yeah. unless, unless you're uh, David show or, you know, uh, whoever the most important artist is right now or whatever, you, you can't really, cause you can't really sell everything. It's, it's really hard if you're making that much of a, of a catalog And on top of that, social media is, uh, constantly well facebook i should say is buying other social media sources and then fucking them up and constantly trying to find ways to uh take something that isn't broken and break it and then yeah. fix it in a way <laughs> that now you have to pay for it yeah um you know instagram when i first got on instagram in in 2015 i kind of missed the golden era where Motherfuckers were that was their career. It used to be this for most artists. It used to be a format where
0: it was pre-algorithm had, too, right? When uh, when the feed exactly. was chronological. Well,
1: it's it, it's pre Facebook buying Instagram. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. because Facebook does that. They buy a thing and then they fuck okay. it up. But yeah, like when I first jumped on, you know, you could actually yeah, because it used to be a format where you know um you have to have a website and then you have to attract galleries and then you have to try to sell your work through galleries. So you're getting, you know, you're giving a lot of money away for the exposure and for the connections or whatever. And then around, you know, the uh, early 2010 to, I guess, 2000, whenever Facebook bought it, um, the, the mm-hmm. platform kind of changed. A lot of artists were just abandoning the idea of trying to have other people sell their art for them. And were like, I can just sell my shit on Instagram. This is now basically my website. This is, you know, this is my platform for people can just hit me up, and, you know, because the c- companies like Etsy, it's it's small amounts, but they take little pieces of your money, like in yeah. in everything you do, and your posting and your sales, and it starts to add up. It really does. Uh, so I don't really utilize those companies, but now you can't, you know now you your reach is blocked um they're shadow banning things they're really trying to force people to buy ad space and to get in line with their their new uh platform ideas but you know when i first joined back in 2015 if i had realized what was going on i probably could have sold a lot more because yeah it was it was like the gold rush then people yeah. were just like oh shit, man i can just post something and sell it the same day it's awesome yeah.
0: now it's it's really more like if you want it's For some reason, I don't exactly understand this, but uh, Instagram, if you like for to have a gigantic Instagram account, you have to really work out a lot. (laughs) It's like it's just uh, it's like people that uh, it's like if you go to the gym all the fucking time and you can flex, that's how you get uh, maximum exposure. Like that's what they want in the feed is like people flexing or like yoga pants and shit I I feel like you
1: (laughs) well (laughs) you also you also have to realize that Instagram is primarily something it well at least it started this way and probably still is uh you know uh, as far as the stats it's kids it's mainly kids that use social media and just like just like when CDs were still something that people were buying or records or whatever the majority of people buying those things were teenage girls that's that's the majority of people on instagram so yeah you you get a a pretty girl or a ripped dude and you put them in front of a painting that's automatically going to get more attention than just the painting yeah (laughs) and um you know that's that's just a failing of our, our human nature you know but um and it's also you know a way to uh try to sell work but yeah i don't i don't really go in for all that bullshit um but yeah, you're right. If you know, if you post every single day, whether it's benign bullshit posts or you know, for a while there, I was, I was like posting art every single day. But you know, when you're you're somebody that still has to have a day job, when your art career isn't big enough to just support you uh, uh, with that alone, it gets it gets daunting to try to make yourself create and post something every day. Um, yeah and i just i don't care that much i kind of i i was doing that for a while and i just realized that it was for the amount of of return i was getting it just wasn't worth it, it you know that's like having two full time jobs and you know getting paid for one and yeah, it's just that's what i was just thinking <laughs> yeah it's it's you know and you know i'm i'm not <clears throat> doing bad i sell art but it's it's harder than it was even 2 years ago to utilize social media to sell art
0: i want to um bring it back to Nashville a little bit, man. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I had a uh, coffee may on as a guest uh, on this podcast a few months ago. And yeah. I want, I have a question to ask. Uh, are there any other artists in Nashville besides you and coffee?
1: I mean, I'm sure my, my direct response would be, no, that's what I want to say, but no, there, there are, there are a lot of great guys and, you know, even, <laughs> even, and, and gals uh, folks, I should say um, even to bring it back to, just people you and I know from high school or from growing up in Nashville, like Luis Gonzalez, even though he's basically invisible on social media, that guy is, is a phenomenal artist. He's one of the best artists I've ever met. Um, There's a dude I know named Donnie Smoots. He lives in France now, but I met him here in Tennessee. Um, That guy's amazing. yeah, there's, there's a lot of artists in Nashville that are worth checking out. I've kind of drawn a blank because I didn't expect this question. But, um.
0: you know, honestly, after I asked it, I was like, oh, shit. Because I just realized I got like so many fucking friends that make art that are going to hear this and be like, hey, <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck I was just like, well, we, 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 this, let's see. That's, that's what I get for listening to Yo Yo Ma when I write a fucking. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was I was like, oh, well, this will be something to ask. But then I was like, wait, I live in Nashville. Shit. Mm, I mean, like, different if yeah. you're someplace else where I don't know people. But yeah, now that I asked it, I'm like, yeah, I, I can think of like probably offhand, like between yeah, ten and twenty people that are gonna think I'm a piece of shit. Now, I'm just kidding, guys, you're all great artists. Right? <laughs> I'll eventually be on the podcast. I just like David right. more than you.
1: well, there's also, <laughs> thank you, by the way. Uh, also, there's you know, there's uh, a lot of artists um that that do you know, physical concrete media that are tattoo artists in this town. Um, oh, a yeah, lot of the tattoo artists best tattoo yeah. artists in this town. Yeah, there's a, a lot of great tattoo artists, and a lot of those tattoo artists are also, you know, just visual artists that, um, you know, utilize uh, other forms of uh, of art. Um, Jason McDonald, uh, Maddie Wolf, all the folks over at um, Electric Hand Tattoo. I love those guys. Um, but yeah, there's there's. I a was in a I was computer. in a music video with Maddie Wolf. Oh yeah! Uh, oh, that's right. The Dragon Parks kid kids thing.
0: Yeah, the one where. Uh like uh maddie wolf is playing drums in the back of a like jeep that they're driving down a uh alley <laughs> it's a it's i don't know honestly i, you know, I don't it. want to promote this shit because i don't want anybody looking at me in this video because no, it's, it's, it's so cringy like now yeah
1: yeah that was a wild. it <laughs> was, uh, that was d- while. directed
0: by clayton uh williams
1: oh really yeah I didn't clayton, clayton
0: directed or montana uh i can't remember his last name they kind of worked together as a pair I don't know who was the director, but they were both there and they both Hmm. very, very expensive camera equipment, a lot of artistic design uh, or direction going on that, uh, that, you know, they, they had me show up and I just immediately started disagreeing with everything they were asking me to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. Why would, I would never do that. Uh, actually I believe if we're talking about the same Clayton, uh, uh, Springwater Clayton, uh. Evil Ed Clayton. Uh, that guy's a collector of mine. He's, he's got a few of my bigger pieces. Um, he's a good guy. Yes.
0: He's, uh, one of my, one of my favorite Nashvilleians. He, he should, uh, definitely be in your uh, collection of Nashville people when you do your. painting. Yeah.
1: Well, I, but to get back to that actually, cause you know, I've been kind of stagnant, uh, the last few months, had a lot of personal life issues that, that basically drained me. Um, most of 2020 was spent uh, dealing with a lot of like you know real life issues like death, cancer, stuff like that, and uh, relationships, all that sort of stuff, and uh, it drained me. So I just I haven't really been creating very much lately, um, which I think sometimes is a good thing. It's it, I mean, the depression and all that isn't necessarily a good thing, but the the um, ability to stop and kind of take an inventory of your life and and also you know especially in this context my my artistic life and see what i've been doing you know what i was doing the year before that and and uh, where i want to go and actually make a conscious decision about what the next thing is instead of just like getting out the paper and or the canvas and just doing whatever i feel like doing at that moment and uh, in these past few Months I've been thinking about that stuff, and what I decided is something. You know, a lot of people look at my stuff and they're like, "Oh, it's you know, he's this guy draws monsters and creepy stuff." And that is, you know, since I was a kid, that's kind of what I gravitate towards. And hmm. you know, I was the kid in in uh, you know my my kindergarten first grade class that was like drawing skulls with snakes coming out of the eyes and blood coming out of them. I don't know whether there's blood on a skull, but yeah, and you know, my teachers would be worried and talk to my mom about it and they're like yeah he seems like he's got problems and so for me it's been a life seems like he's
0: expressing himself
1: yeah yeah (laughs) and it's dark he's not drawing happy sunset yeah that's the thing is that um that that whole you know dark art um aesthetic kind of became popular without me realizing it so much you know there are guys like chet czar that uh, you know also had a lot to do with tool that um you know they they just got really popular in the last 15 20 years they even less than that i say 10 15 years at, and drawing monsters and being creepy with your art became not only more socially acceptable but there became like a much bigger market for it
0: well also so, like, as as we were talking earlier about about tattoos let's also become like a style of body art that's popular with like like there's people I know that are like some of the nicest, like uh like like truly nice people that are like, you know, that care, you know, that well, like they'll go out and like donate money to a food bank and you know, just you mm-hmm. know, like like night like nice people, but then like you look at their tattoos and it's like there's a portal to hell on the <laughs> side of their body, like with all these like <laughs> fucked up monsters coming out of them and shit. And they're like, oh no, yeah. this, I just like this.
1: <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know. I think there's something about um <clears throat> being able to go to those dark places and, and, um, recognize that it's, it's, so that's the thing, you know, people who say to me like, Oh, I don't like metal or I don't like hip hop. Um, because, you know, when I was a kid and got out of the, the the whole Christian thing and, uh, started listening to outside music, that was the shit I went for immediately because yeah. I was like, this is the friend shit that scares people. They don't like it. And when you're one of those people that says that, that to me says that you're not in touch with yourself very well because you you have to be able to feel all your feelings and utilize all your emotions to be a complete person. And if you're one of these people that's constantly pushing away your anger and your dark side and, and just shoving it down and bottling it up, not only do I not think that's healthy, I think that you're kind of living a life in denial. And, uh, you know, it's, it's bullshit, it's a bullshit life. Those are those people who are toxically optimistic. You're know, like, <laughs> oh, don't say negative things. It's like, I just said Donald Trump's a pedophile. There's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a, a lot of evidence that suggests that's true. And people, like, with, yeah, with but like, it's negative.
0: Like With like the plastic happy face on, like just 24 seven, but like- Yeah, like, their lives like Truly, yeah, like the Stepford Wives type person, but, but they're a, truly a cruel person because they've, they've pushed down and repressed all of their emotions that are dark for so long that it's like coming out in fucked up ass ways where they're like, exactly. Well, Donald Trump might be a pedophile, but he's the best for the country. I'm going to vote for him.
1: And I hate immigrants.
0: They're in in the fucking voting booth, just like letting all the poison and fucking toxicity come out.
1: (laughs) And those people, even though Trump lost the election are still, you know, you, why are you spouting this Donald Trump 2020 shit? He lost. Like, why are you still acting as if the election's going on and and that you have a chance for your candidate to win? It's over. You know, those are those same fucking people when Trump won, were like, oh, you know, he won, just let it go. You know, it's like the the hypocrisy from the Republican Party and Trumpers who I feel like are almost their their own. They're not even necessarily Republican in my mind. They're their own brand and breed of of just evil, really. They're like, um, just the 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 kind of evangelical Christians who have a pastor that gets caught doing meth and and having sex with a man, and they're just like, yeah, you know, Satan got him for a second, but he's still a good man. You know, it's like
0: they're they're, like, they're just these fucking yeah. people. Yeah, like the ones were like, you know, the, like that are like, well, the ice agents are just doing their jobs when they're like, uh, like kidnapping agents, people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sterilizing women against their will in these fucking concentration camps and all this shit, and they're yeah, like, they "Well, are. they shouldn't have crossed the border. That's against the right? rules." It's like you're not a good person. You're a you're not a good person. monster. No. Right?
1: No. If you can, if you can um, take away someone's humanity because you don't agree with their life choices and say that they don't deserve to live, which is kind of what I do to trumpers but at the same time like i feel like that's i don't know maybe i'm being a hypocrite but there's a little bit more just yeah, they started that it. that's what it is yeah <laughs> fucking,
0: what is it do this no is... harm take no shit man that's that's right how it is, dude
1: well th- at the same time this is also like you know an, uh, an allegory for um you know the the argument of the death penalty it's like well can we kill killers i don't know i mean is that right and i don't think it's right i don't think it's morally correct and i i don't trust our system to actually know who is guilty or not but yeah
0: in no, the long man, run, you, you really you just touched on some shit where this is like i have an issue right here where like i'm so uh i feel like i'm a, I'm a very progressive thinker on almost everything except death penalty and that's where people always really like, they think i'm fucked up yeah and and i totally listen, I listen to other people's arguments and I think I think their arguments are good. I think their arguments are valid. Their arguments are better than mine. Mine is not <laughs> fucking as nearly well thought out or intellectual or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just that like I I still have that like caveman kind of thing, and I you know like I'm self aware enough to know that like I'm on the I might be on the wrong side. But a lot of times, like but when I see like certain times, certain types of shit, I'm like, why keep this dude alive forever if he's just
1: you right know, like, why pay for him why why should tax dollars support him and like I, timothy know,
0: mcveigh like timothy mcveigh blows up the uh oklahoma city building you know federal building what what purpose does that serve society to keep that guy f- alive for the next 40 years i
1: i don't just, know, you know I, that's I, just
0: I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm i know i know i'm wrong but whatever
1: that's the thing just I, it's like i agree with you in the in this the sense that intellectually i believe it's the death penalty is wrong but the main reason I, I don't agree with the death penalty is because I think our entire uh, legal system needs to be overhauled. I think the way it functions is is so broken that I don't trust the judges and the lawyers. You know, you, you look at the story of the hurricane and there's many other stories like yeah. that. But just that one, it's really popular. It's, it's been sensationalized a lot. Um, but it's true. It's a real thing that happened. And if you could just look at that story and go, oh, wow, like this dude spent like his whole life in prison on some trumped up racist charges that were all bogus. You know, if if that can happen um, to one person and we all know it happens to millions, literally millions of people. Um, uh, then I I just don't have faith in the system to put people to death. It's that's my argument. I mean, no, I don't it's,
0: think that's a, a valid argument. I totally get it. And what you're saying is more that the justice system itself is broken, not yeah. put, and like like for me, it's like things like Ted Bundy, where I'm like, yeah,
1: some, pe- some fuck, people some people need to fuck die. Ted
0: though. Bundy, electrocute that dude. He murdered like yeah. how many women did he fucking yeah. murder? He's a piece of shit. But at the same time, I
1: don't watch those those movies.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm mean, he's you know he's a bad fucking dude, and like the yeah. it's, I think it was right they killed him. But at the same time, he's not a, he's not a real representation of how the justice system works. He's like, no. he's like a one in a billion thing where like, you're like, we're, we know he fucking did it hundred percent. It wasn't a race thing. He was a fucking white guy, you know, like, so
1: he just, he just hated women and himself ultimately. But yeah, that's the thing is that I, I don't agree with the system. I think the system's bullshit and that's the main problem, but. But on the other hand, to to kind of agree with what you're saying is, yeah, some people, there's no redemption. Prison's not going to make them better. It's not going to change anything they've done. Maybe they just need to die. <laughs> like maybe they just need to not be alive anymore because they serve no no function in our society. And they've done heinous things that, you know, should, you know, they, they take away their liberties at a certain point. They, they themselves uh, opt out of being treated like a human being. Hold up,
0: it's time to reach into the mailbag. Every week on the show, we check the mailbag to see if anyone's written a message to the show, and then we read their message out loud. This week's message comes from NKD Underwear. They said, Happy Sunday from the NKD Squad. (laughs) Well, happy Sunday to you too. Hey, we are looking for ladies to be models and brand ambassadors. Please send us a message at our main account at NKD Underwear, and let's talk. Smiley emoticon. So wait, do they want me to wear like women's underwear for money or is that a good idea? I think if it's for money, it's definitely a good idea. If it's for money, it's definitely a good idea.
1: You should do it.
0: All right, NKD.
1: I support you.
0: You're on. Send me a check and we'll do this. And now back to the interview. As you can tell uh, from how I've written these questions, I am an intellectual. And you can probably tell from looking at your paintings that you are an artist. So should we be concerned about the neo-Nazi uprising in America because they love to kill artists and intellectuals? Absolutely. We're like second on the but list.
1: this I think this is uh this is something that's been long coming. Um and you know, this is something our our media, our government is so fucking wickedly deceptive. They're there's some smart fucking people. Like I never I never believed the the cell, the soft cell that George W was this dumb, you know, lovable guy. He's just a normal guy, just like you and me. But uh, David, yeah, David Cross had this whole bit about that, um, where he was talking about, you know, W and he was like, you know, his dad's the former ambassador to China, the former head of the CIA, the, the former vice president, the former president, like people who have parents that do things like that, that have that kind of resume are not normal people. They don't have normal lives like you and me. They're not regular guys. No matter how stupid the media wanted to pretend he was, George W. Bush was a very intelligent guy and a very deceptive and snake-like human being. It's a US and, aristocracy. Yes, and you know, the the fact of matter is, especially during the, the 9-11 era, when that was fresh and, and happened and all that, um, we demonized uh muslims specifically but just you know more brown skin people people who uh a different type of brown skin you know to hate but ultimately all of all of the other pretty much every other terrorist attack in this country's been white supremacists white dudes who were trying to start some kind of race war or kill people that were you know not to his liking the real threat to this country and to really every country is, is white supremacy. You know, um,
0: I actually have a, another question that's going to ask, This might be, it's a little bit off from where you were just at, but it's, but it's a, there's a little, uh, it's a little sandwich with a, um, compliment in it. So I'm it anyway, I was gonna say, uh, I've always known you as a person that is capable of growing and maintaining impressive, uh, facial hairstyles. And <laughs> now I'm not going to ask you for your secret of growing a luscious beard. But as an expert, would you say that the Hitler mustache is done forever? Is not it never coming back, even though Charlie Chaplin was so...
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is is actually something, this is one of my incredibly unpopular uh, ideas, is that the Chaplin, as I like to call it, and most people just refer to it as the Hitler, um, it was a mustache long before Hitler. It was a popular mustache style. And it's interesting to me that something that existed... Out of context with that and long before it has just been demonized to the point to where anyone who wears that fucking outside of like a KKK rally, anyone who wears a mustache <laughs> like that is going to get talked to, if not beat the fuck up. And I kind of agree, but I kind of, see, here's the thing. I've actually seen people with, in my life with that mustache.
0: I've and never the, seen the person in real life, like and not in not an yeah. old film.
1: No, no, no. I saw a dude at uh, a bar I worked at in, in the five points in East Nashville with a black dude with dreadlocks and a chaplain. It was the weirdest thing. Doesn't Michael Jordan kind of have a Hitler mustache. I don't know. I feel like he does Jordan, but (laughs) possibly. Um, But what I'm saying is it's, it's (sighs) anyone who sees that mustache is immediately going to think that the person wearing it is racist and yeah. that's that's fair that's a fair assumption but if they're not maybe you should let them wear their mustache
0: also i, don't I guess know. i forgot to, I, I should have put into the like, like a little caveat that said is that mustache done for white men because clearly <laughs> black dudes can have that mustache that they do all the time and i like it's totally fucking normal and i have just never even noticed it because it's like it doesn't stand out yeah. in that way
1: <laughs> I, I don't know that's that's an interesting idea it's kind of like Mohawks. Like mo- the Mohawk has kind of been um, co-opted, and the Fohawk was born. And you know, so now you can see a, a dude with a mohawk, and it's it's almost like a military haircut now. It, it's yeah, it's not what it was. And you know, the Mohawk originates from Native Americans, so it's it's a you know things like that. It's it, it's weird how little people, especially Americans, pay attention to how something got came to be and how it works you know they just they see a mohawk and they're like if they're you know older than 30 they probably just think you're trash um it but it's it's kind of it's not as you know back in the 80s back when we were kids if you had a mohawk you were a badass rebel now you just might be but yeah like, dude, <laughs> 1970s
0: and 1980s mohawks were cool as fuck like liberty spikes and all that kind of shit yeah like, those mohawks that were yeah. like a foot tall that was a cool kind of mohawk, yeah, exactly. man. It's, yeah, Yeah, I, I agree. The a lot of what the kind of mohawks we have right now fucking suck.
1: <laughs> well, they're just they're just you know it's they've taken the mohawk and they've co opted it and turned it into this like less offensive hairstyle, but it, at the same time, it's kind of made mohawks in general more acceptable. It's so just something it's, you, it's you a, see a
0: lot, like in the like MMA fighters would like that. You know, yeah, that's where you see that shit a lot. But
1: well, uh, that's 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 exactly what I was talking about. The MMA fighters, where it's almost like a military cut. Yeah. You know, it's it's a mix of the two, and that's I don't know if I like that.
0: Oh uh, man, I got a I got another art question for you, man. I'm gonna hit you hard with this one, dude. If you were to come into a sum of money so large that you were above the law, which Nashville landmark would you vandalize with your art? And what kind <laughs> of art would you vandalize it with? Wow. I mean I'm wow. telling you, man, you've got so much money, nobody can bring the hammer down on you, dude. You were you're fucking fine. You got you have a man. team of the best lawyer i
1: think you know the first thing that popped in my head is the roundabout sculpture and music row um some reason i just want to just knock all their heads off but i think if if i really had to choose i would probably go to one of those and i don't that's the thing there's a lot of murals that have come up in the last i don't know two three even five years that i'm just not aware of i see uh lots of yuppie women posing posing in front of and taking selfies oh, like but the, yeah I would the probably, angel wings and the butterfly wings and all that kind the of shit angel wings and the lipstick over the lipstick lips over in uh next to Fido there's there's a lot of these murals that are they serve no function in my opinion except for chick tourists to take selfies in front of and i would probably just um i would want to completely destroy the mural and cover over it I would want elements of it to still exist, but I would probably just do something really uh obnoxious and, and offensive to every one of those murals. Like <laughs> like turn the wings into dick wings or something. Yeah, like I had I, I had not even about thought
0: about uh just vandalizing <laughs> pre-existing art. I was thinking yeah, like yeah. just like hitting up a good, like a more of like a building or something, you know, like <laughs> oh <laughs> but, wow like like like, uh, like yeah, the Ryman I, Auditorium. I wasn't thinking like, that. Vandalizing wasn't the, wasn't like vandalizing the like turning the entire Ryman Auditorium into like one giant piece of offensive graffiti.
1: <laughs> you know, I love the Ryman though. It, I'll be too, man. To I'm not cool.
0: saying that you should have picked that place. It's just that's Yeah. More the direction that I was headed.
1: No, I I think I would want to I would want to do something to fuck with the tourists and all the soulless minions uh that come to this because nashville like you know this this goes this back to our original uh you know conversation about nashville and it's changing and, and nashville you know it used to have some guts and uh it, and some balls and it just it's turning more and more plastic every day and the types of people that are moving here like you said you know just the most awful people from la and new york and where in colorado there's gonna be a lot of fucking people coming here from colorado are, and but it's all the worst people it's like the people that that grew up in a very liberal community and decided they didn't like that they wanted to go the opposite direction and support trump and whatever and they're like hey in nashville you don't have to wear a mask and you can just be racist it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, it's so true and those yeah and those are the kind of people that are coming here, and I don't, I don't like them, and I don't like all their fucking stupid selfies in front you know, of benign there's murals. A, there's,
0: there's a photo that's been kind of going around, and the there's a local skateboarder dude, a uh, very cool guy, you know, our age, like he's a grown ass man, and uh, he got a photo of him uh, pissing on the, uh, I believe in Nashville mural nice and uh nice. the thing is and people get angry about it and i'm like you know the people that are getting angry about it you're not fucking from here and like yeah. you would know if you were from that Nash- if you were here like long enough you would realize that that's cool and that's the kind of shit we do here is we piss on the I believe yeah. nashville mural and take because well
1: it. that's just a gimmick yeah that's just a gimmick whoever you know i don't want to hate on the artists that made that mural i don't know who they are i don't i don't you know no, no offense to them well, but he doesn't hurt it <laughs> it's yeah first of all it's, it's on a fucking brick wall so whatever but yeah it, it's those are gimmicks those are gimmicks and that's the exact kind of thing i was talking about defacing that's the sort of thing that's it serves no other f- function than for people to take selfies in front of and it, it doesn't i don't think it elevates the community it's in i don't think it really it, it's not particularly a, a pretty or interesting piece of art it's it's pretty fucking boring if you ask me and uh it huh. doesn't really mean anything
0: you know, like the uh, the the Christmas Day uh, suicide bomber that just happened and he blew up all that shit down on 2nd Avenue. And, you know, after it was all said and done and we figured out, oh, it was just another right-wing nut, uh, I was thinking, like, you know what's going to happen, man? They're going to, once once it's all, because uh, the construction work's all done, they're going to hire someone to put the most uninspired, shitty, bullshit mural right there that says, like, nashville strong with a picture you know like right
1: so they're gonna and it's gonna be some really tasteless like uh kind of imagery that refers to the bombing you know like maybe they'll have like a little uh rv in the corner or something (laughs) it's yeah and that's almost that's cooler than
0: i thought they would do
1: yeah well it probably won't be like that you're right it'll probably just be some font on some like red white and blue background but that was
0: that was your artist mind coming up with actual ideas what they're gonna do (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna be like
1: a fucking it's
0: gonna be like an ugly screensaver that says a quote like nashville strong or i believe in nashville or whatever and it's gonna be really hard to piss on that and get a photo of it because second avenue is you know so crowded yeah. cops <laughs> lots of cops and lots um, of but yeah <laughs> i was just saying just no. lots of yahoos from fucking uh idaho that have never been here before that would, would beat you up be like Yo, don't you
1: piss on that this is
0: yeah that feels strong i come here to get <laughs> drunk once a year
1: <laughs> yeah right I, I gotta get out of my hometown so i don't shoot myself um yeah i get it um but I don't know to to go back to another to our earlier uh conversation. I feel like I you know you and I have have such um, kind of similar interests and and uh and backgrounds that it's easy for us to just like pop from topic to topic to topic and and enjoy it. Um but back to what I was saying earlier about um like painting monsters and stuff and how that that um was something i always did and then it became really popularized so i leaned into it even harder um over the last five years but um that time i've had these last few months to really think about it i realized a lot of people don't realize how talented i am they think i just do like little comic book monsters and that's about the extent of my ability and um so I want to get back into portraiture and, and that's why I'm digging up this old project. And, uh, you're probably going to be the first portrait that gets finished. Cause I got about, you know, two hours into that painting and then just stopped painting that entire series, <laughs> you know, like 10 years ago, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do something else now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, and now that so many people that I, uh, you know, loved and grew up with are dead. I, I definitely want to get back into that and, and honor those people and my memories of that. And um like Justin Earl this last year and Liana and a lot of people we we knew and went to high school with, they're dead. So it's it's a bummer. And um I think that's something I really uh not only want to showcase, you know, my ability to do uh portraiture and to to do a, just kind of a higher level of what what I guess most people would consider a higher level of art no, I don't mean to hate on the, the monster jars out there yeah. but yeah I, I kind of want to get back into a more classical kind of artistic approach with my well, stuff I, and that's
0: I like it all man I, I like I like the monster stuff but also I'm extremely uh eager to see this uh portrait series come out not just because I'm in it. yeah
1: <laughs> well the the stencil I made that you have in that room there that's the uh or that that painting you know and um i don't know looking back on it now i, I feel like i need a better photograph to work from because that one or maybe not i don't know we'll see it we'll see here in the next month or two i'm going to start actually getting into that but i think you know guys like coffee for example that do this this really high brow uh form of art uh, that and it's I think I'm, I'm capable of that not to say I'm as good as coffee. Cause that guy's, he's one of those guys and he's super humble about it. I've always respected coffee a lot because you meet coffee and you could know coffee for a while before knowing he paints at all. And yeah. uh, I think that's, that's interesting, especially considering what he does is such a laborious thing. It's like, I don't have the patience for that level of art because it's working with grids and, um, I'm more of a uh, impressionistic type of artist. It's, it's more about emotion and getting things out of me. I feel like that guy and, and people who work in um, that photorealistic sort of uh, uh, world, it's it's a whole different way of approaching art. And uh, I'd like to get, I realize yeah, I'm old enough now to realize I'm never gonna do that. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the chops or the skills, but I wanna get closer to that. I want to get closer to um, pushing my threshold of, of artistic pain and and, increasing that, that skill level and that, that set of uh, techniques. I don't know. So that's yeah. For anyone who cares, that's where I'm going over the next year.
0: I would like to say that uh, I have contributed in in some, small way to some of coffee's more recent uh, works of art, just because uh, I got him involved in a lawsuit that he did not deserve to be in. Through my own behavior and wow. uh <clears throat> i wanted to fight it because because i didn't i did not believe i was wrong but it didn't matter because he was the one like he was gonna really have to be the one in court so he just went ahead and settled it with his own money and it was a lot of money and what i did is i gave him what i, I owned a very very expensive projector that was worth several thousand dollars more than he paid to uh, to settle the lawsuit and i just gave it to him and i was like here man this is you paid the you uh-huh. lawsuit i'm paying you never could have bought this with what you spent so here you go and now he's able to use that for a uh, much larger like uh, grid work type things so oh
1: yeah yeah so. that's something i've never done either <laughs> is that see I'm, I'm you know i'm still like like a, a fucking kid when it comes to my approach of art you know it's um well i also have a lot of like really childish ideas about what you know, what you should and shouldn't do, um, what is and isn't cheating. And the idea that anything is cheating is kind of very juvenile. Um, But at the same time, I I think that your approach and your intent is super important. Because I see a lot of pop art type stuff where, you know, somebody will buy a a stuffed dog and then put it on top of a uh, a wolf pallet you know, like the pelt of a wolf. And that's the art piece. And in in actuality, that quote-unquote artist did not make anything. They just purchased someone else's work. Someone else made that stuff, dog. Some taxidermist made that. That's their art. So you bought someone else's art and passed it off as your own because of the conceptual idea, the juxtaposition of these two things together. That, to me, is not art. You're a fucking curator, you're somebody who should be, you know, decorating a house. You're not a fucking artist, man. I don't, I, I have, I have some pretty rigid ideas about what is and isn't art. And it doesn't, it doesn't help me very much. Most people just kind of think I'm stupid, but uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, well, that's but, the thing is, yeah, we, I mean, we should, we, we could create an entire podcast series on what is or isn't art. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually, I'm sure we could. It's, it's so funny you brought that up because we are getting dangerously close to the lightning round and uh oh. the original idea for this lightning round was going to be is it art or is it not art but we i decided not to fuck with that because i thought it might be a oh. dangerous way to go so actually i picked uh some shit that i think people might find a little more interesting to get your opinion on uh so do you know the rules of the lightning round man it's uh i ask you questions super super fast you don't you can't think you don't have any time to to ponder you just have to right gut you reaction tell me it and then so it's, it's almost like the game version of the thing, but I, you know what? I have a really good feeling you're going to win. So are you prepared? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Always. All right.
0: <clears throat> Which television show from your childhood had the best art direction or animation?
1: Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux. Cool. I was going to say, I know, was, that's was, first <laughs> yeah, I guess that's more like my actual childhood and, you know, Wayne, uh, uh what's his last name? shit wayne white i guess is that his name Shit, I, I should know this guy's name i have his book yeah the guy when, when the main guy's behind there was like basically three guys um behind eon flux that, or uh Wee's uh, playhouse?
0: playhouse oh i thought and, Rob zombie uh, was a big part of that at some point was he not
1: i'm not gonna say no because i don't yeah. really know but I, I do know that uh the guy there's a, there's a big artist name i believe it's wayne white he did wayno-rama he did a bunch of stuff but yeah the, he he and another gentleman and uh, a lady were the ones who made all those original props and painted all that shit and basically came up with all the the artistic elements of that show all right lightning strike
0: you heard it here first aon flux is very dope although <laughs> TV's Playhouse, even though david didn't say it i said it he agreed with me that it's also it's pretty dope so you know what I'm gonna give give that round to you, man. I, I should get a I should get a thunder, uh, fucking sound. Yeah, effects where are I your sound do. effects?
1: Uh, <laughs> you, you need to work on that, bro. Sound effects.
0: All right. <laughs> Next question, man. It's a tough one too. Uh, after this episode comes out, it is fairly certain that Lady Gaga is probably going to contact you, uh, to help with art direction on one of her new costumes. What do you have for her? What do you got in mind for Lady Gaga's new?
1: I'm just gonna, gonna wear. pee on her.
0: She's gonna pee on, pee on something she already she's already wearing and be like,
1: it's ours. "We're gonna put her." Yeah, no, we're gonna put her in a walk-in, like a, a f- giant freezer, and, and I'm gonna piss on her and let it dry or freeze. Sorry, let it freeze, and then that's that's the thing. Dude, that is so brave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this lining around his <laughs> ass. We're really gonna do it, man. Unless we have some like fucking diehard Lady Gaga fans. Are gonna, I am like, gonna. They're gonna show yeah. us the thing or two about the death penalty. All right. Lady uh,
1: Gaga's gonna just shut down my Instagram. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, if you were invited to Burning Man as an artist to install an art piece, would you make something scary that would get everyone bad trips? Or would you make something pretty so everyone can just enjoy their orgies?
1: I would I would try to be part of the orgy scene, for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know what? They're just trying to have a good time, man. There's no reason why you should put a bad trip sculpture up, so I'm with you on that. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll fly out there together, dude. Uh, yeah, like, I'm, uh, I'm down with that guy. I don't know what what do artists have. I don't want to be your assistant. I want to be something cooler. Manager. I'll be your manager.
1: You'll just be my hype man. That'll man. be that'll be the that'll be the uh, beginning of our rap
0: group. All right. Hell yeah, man.
1: <clears throat> no Dominic.
0: No yeah, Dominic. You're out of <laughs> here, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one up, uh, man. <clears throat> do you think Adrenochrome can help a person with their artistic expression or is it just a fun blood ritual to do with friends? Both. Is both? Yeah. Either or, man. And you know what? That's not a wrong answer. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, sometimes. I feel like drugs. Uh, you know, that's the thing. You people want to hate on drugs in general. Um, I've I've had a lot of flirtation with twelve uh, step programs throughout my life, and I ultimately come back to the same answer, which is that it's too cultish for me it's too much like church and it's too much it's too much thought control Uh, i don't think drugs are a bad thing i think bill hicks had a lot to say about that
0: i know take all your records all your albums all the music that's enhanced your life throughout the years and burn them and uh call back to the tool conversation earlier and them taking other artists and making them one like well for i guess for alex gray making him popular in his own time and for bill hicks honestly i believe like introducing him to a whole new audience of listeners so
1: Hey, yeah, thanks, Tool. You know, you guys aren't you aren't half bad. <laughs> they did a lot of great stuff. They just, yeah, their fan base is just sucks now. <sighs> All right, uh,
0: next. Oh, final question. Uh, what do you think is the best midsize car on the market right now?
1: I don't know. I'm not a car dude. I drive a. I, here's here's to to give you an idea of how much <laughs> I don't give a shit about cars. My last car was a giant van. It was like a tour van. It was a 250 Econoline, a Ford. And the car I'm driving now is a Yaris. It's like complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And, it, you know, yeah. this,
0: this answer is almost word for word. Uh, the answer that DJ Kidsmeal gave on episode one of My Views Are My Own Podcast. Really? When I asked that same question at the end of his lightning <laughs> round. I asked him that and then I fucking waited like, I don't know, like 20 episodes later and I asked somebody else that and uh you, oh, nice. i think you're honored nice. to be the fourth person that's been asked so so far we're down to uh i don't give a fuck toyota camry prius i don't give a fuck that's what we've got going on so
1: yeah we'll cars still, i don't i don't like cars <laughs> you know i didn't uh a little known fact about me um i was a big bicyclist um i'm not anymore i'm out of shape but f- i didn't have a car until i was 30. i didn't even get a driver's license until my late 20s like i i'm you know back to what, that my original or one of my earlier uh, comments that when I was 15, I was way better. Um, yeah, I used to care about the petroleum industry and and have a big hate for the petroleum industry and the car industry and refuse to participate. And then I just got lazy.
0: Hey, do, do you have a bicycle right now?
1: I do own one, but I haven't actually like ridden one on any sort of uh regular basis for years well yo
0: man let's get out and uh do some safe socially distanced cycling because i need to be getting uh in shape right now too man i'm kind of getting a little bit of this quarantine like stiffness and it's just sucking man uh i hear
1: that david come down
0: last question though for real uh where can people check you out man how can they find your art like uh all that stuff like where where you at
1: yeah well uh, you know right now it's just the social medias I used to have Davidnowellartcom and then I let it slip and another David Knoll in Canada that I've threatened with the Highlander death uh, took it from me uh, another argument for so death yeah <laughs> well you know there's there's it's it's kind of depressing when you start to Google your own name and realize there's a whole bunch of you out there and some of them like this guy in Canada are literally doing the same thing you' are doing with your life. oh my god uh, but yeah it's david noel arts all one word uh on the facebook on the instagrams uh if you want to be old school and go to you know myspace and all that it's it's still floating around the internet but yeah david noel art is all my stuff and, cool. um, and uh, yeah
0: just to all my listeners man uh there'll be a link too on my instagram page if it makes it easier for you to just come to me and click from there please do that's where david's at david Thank you so much for coming on my Visa Brown podcast, man. It has been a pleasure to see you again. Also, man, it's been so long, uh, but it's been it, a pleasure it has been speaking with you as well.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, let's um, you know, let's get together and do some social distance stuff because I, I need to get back out.
0: I'm saying, let's go for a bike ride, man. It'll be fun.
1: All right, brother. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for being on.